Hello, and welcome to the Pest Control Marketing Podcast with your host, me, Hal Coleman, uncensored and unplugged. Pay attention, take lots of notes, because you're going to find out exactly how to get more new customers, more referrals, and grow your business. Hal Coleman has been active in the pest control industry for over 40 years, including owning and operating his own successful pest control business for 18 years. He now devotes his time to helping other PCOs and other WCOs double, triple, and even quadruple their businesses faster than they ever imagined. Be sure to check out his website, pestcontrolmarketer.com. For more information about Hal's coaching program, you can reach him at 770-993-0004 or email him hal at halcoleman.com. Mike Stewart is known as the Internet Audio and Video Guy. Since the birth of the Internet, Mike has been showing small business owners how to get more new customers, increase their sales, and grow their businesses online using audio and video, now with iPhones and Android phones. For more information about Mike's coaching program and his online training courses, visit MikeStewartCoaching.com or email him Mike at InternetAudioGuide.com. Hello, everybody. It's Mike Stewart, and I want to let you know about this month's podcast. Uh, we have members of PestControlMarketingGold.com. It's a membership coaching club between myself and Hal Coleman at PestControlMarketingGold.com. And we put out uh, to have our members ask us questions. So here are the questions and the answers from PCOs just like you uh, from our membership site. I uh, hope you'll check out the membership site. There'll be links to it uh, here in the podcast, uh, on the podcast page. But it's real easy. Search for PestControlMarketingGold.com uh, and you can find out about how Hal and I work with PCOs and WCOs just like you to help you every month do offline and online marketing that makes a difference in your business. So these are real questions from real users just like you and uh, Hal and mine's answers in this podcast. I'm Mike Stewart, and I am here with my good buddy, partner, and pest control PCO marketing expert, Hal Coleman. You here in the house, Hal? I'm here in the house, Mike. I'm monitoring every word you say. Well, I'll try to keep it, keep it G-rated. Uh, but for the bugs, we got to make it X-rated. We got to get those bugs out of here. But you know what? You got any customers who have bug problems, and that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. So tonight's webinar is real straight ahead and simple forward. Is that we wanted questions from you. So and we got more questions than we can get to tonight. So you're going to have to tune in next month for the questions we have still left over. But we got some really good questions and how. Uh, put them together, and let's just get started. In your fact, you're looking at the first question. So, Hal, you read the question and give us your spin on it. And if I have anything to contribute, uh, the first half of the questions are mostly how marketing, um, no-nonsense psychology of the marketing uh, response triggers, all the things that Hal teach. And then when we get into some of the web stuff, um, we'll talk about how that applies to my knowledge of content and video marketing and what we do uh, with websites and Google and all the all the sort to to get to get people to find you, like you, trust you, and call your phone number and do business with you. So, Hal, start it off with I, the first question. I will start it off, but first I want to give a little introduction, if you may, because you know I had a I've had a couple of people that contacted me in the last couple of days that said, "Who are you guys? What? Why are you doing this? Who are you?" So, uh, 
I want to tell them who we are. Uh, first, I'm Hal Coleman. I just entered my 45th year in the pest control industry. I started out in 1974. I uh, went to the University of Georgia, majored in entomology, and got my first introduction to pest control when I was in college. Uh, went straight out of the University of Georgia. I went to work for the Georgia Agriculture Department as a pest control regulatory inspector. I did that for 10 years, and then I left there in 1984. I went to work for a large independent pest control company and learned the business there for six years. first three years, I was a termite inspector and pest control technician. Then they moved me into sales. I spent the next three years in selling termite and pest control. No salary, no base, all 100% commissioned uh, income. And then in June of 1990, I decided to do this on my own. So I started out as a one man with a spray can uh, business and uh, company, and I turned it into, grew it into a million dollar business. And then I, I, back probably around in the early 2000s there, uh, I started uh, getting interested in marketing and began studying psychology and neuroscience, buyer behavior. Uh, NLP, EFT, hypnosis, everything that I could get my hands on uh, about the human mind and how it relates to buying and selling. So then in 2008, I had become so passionate about that that I just sold my business and became a full-time marketing coach. Uh, Mike, I started working with you almost 35 years ago. And back then, we used to write jingles and produce jingles in your recording studio. So we were doing marketing way back then. Then, then I read one day that Al Gore had invented the Internet, and I, I didn't know what it was. So uh, uh, you introduced me to it. You drugged me into it, uh, kicking and screaming, and taught me about the Internet and how it could affect my small pest control business. And so... Uh, I began doing learning how to do videos with a uh, with a handheld Sony camera, and it was quite a task to do a video and edit it. But uh, you had me doing a video blog 15 years ago for my little pest control business, and people had a good friend who was a sales trainer at Orkin, and he said, "How do you do that?" Uh, nobody knew how to do that kind of stuff except you, and. Uh, uh, you began a, showing me how to ad, ad, adapt it to a small business, and it just really was amazing at what I was able to do as far as marketing my business. It didn't cost a penny to sit down and create a video, upload it on YouTube, upload it as a as a video blog, and uh, I, I loved it. So it was like having my own little TV show. And uh, you've you you're one of the pioneers of. Uh, marketing small businesses on the internet with audio and video. Uh, and I know it was a struggle for you in the beginning because it was so far over everybody's head. It's so simple, yet it was so new that you struggled, and then we struggled to to uh, get people in home services industries. You know, we're blue-collar guys in this industry. I'm a blue-collar bug guy, and so we tend to be pest uh, uh, technophobes and resistant to such types of changes but you and I have had a lot of clients in recent years who have the light bulbs have come on in their heads and they have seen what they can do with this stuff and so here we are today uh, 
doing webinars and we have membership sites for pest control operators and we coach pest control operators and uh, it's it's just the most exciting thing I've ever done you know when a guy asked me a while back he said he said why don't you go fishing with me anymore I said, man I'm having too much fun to fish now, that's a serious that's a serious statement right there but but that's the way I feel about it uh, and so uh, yeah, I just want people to know who we are that, uh, that that really didn't. So, so we promised questions. So let's let's dive right in there, Mike. Uh, the first question for someone just starting a company: What is the one most important thing to do to build customer accounts? And my answer to that is: the very first thing you need to do is look around and see what all of your competition is doing, and don't do any of it the way they're doing it. Find a different way to present yourself. Uh, make sure if everybody else is apples and you become an orange, that unique selling proposition. What can you give people that none of your competition can give them? What can you offer them that nobody else can? Uh, and, and, and when you are able to figure that out, now you're ready to start spending some money on advertising and spending some money on marketing. And uh, but most people, when they start out uh, starting a company, they're like a uh, they're like a person driving down the street with with a with a loudspeaker on top of their car and a microphone in their hand, and they have absolutely nothing to say. And so they drive by, and people don't listen to them. They're just part of the crowd. But once you, you come up with that powerful message, that powerful, compelling, dynamic, hypnotic, uh, com irresistible message to people, this is who I am and this is why you should do business with me and not my competitors. And when they're clearly able to see that, uh, now you're ready to start really building those accounts at a rapid rate. It, it just it almost magnetizes your business because that message is your battle cry. It's the headline of your website. It's the headline of your brochures, your flyers, your business cards. Your, uh, so I think the number one most important thing to do to build customer accounts is to be able to clearly show somebody beyond a shadow of a doubt why they should choose you to do business with and not one of your competitors. That's where it all starts. That's the footing that the foundation of your business is built on. Sounds so, great. Uh, number two, if I have $1,000 for marketing, how should I use the money uh, in one place or several places? Uh, here, here again, without knowing uh, what you're doing now, it's hard to really give you a specific, but I'm going to fall back to the earlier question. I, I was playing golf with, with some guys a few years ago, and I had an old set of golf clubs. I was taking golf lessons, and my golf instructor could take my golf club, he could take my, my three wood and hit the ball about 275 yards as straight as a rope every time. And then I would pick it up and, you know, couldn't do much with it. And I was playing golf with a guy, and I, and, and I, uh, I said, I need to get me a new set of golf clubs, updated set of golf clubs, you know, more, more technical 
more forgiving golf clubs. And he said, well, you know, he said, my dad uh, was a professional golf instructor at a country club when I was growing up. And he said, my dad would tell you straight to your face, take the money that you're planning on spending on golf clubs and spend it on golf lessons if you want to get better. It's not the clubs. It's your technique. So I would tell you if you have $1,000 for marketing and you're just starting out in the business or you're a one-man operator or two-man operator and you don't have it all figured out yet and you have $1,000, spend it on marketing education. Learn, I mean, read books. Read uh, read my newest book, How to Grow a Pest Control Business. Read Guerrilla Marketing. Read uh, read read. Read Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. Load your mind up with knowledge about why people buy and what you have to do to sell to those people. That's what I would suggest. Now, if you said you had $50,000 to spend, I could give you a lot of other ideas. But then you begin to test little things. Test small. Do a small direct mail piece for maybe a few hundred dollars or get a thousand spend a thousand dollars on some flyers and go put boots on the ground and distribute them door to door but uh if you only got a thousand dollars and you're starting out my my answer hands down spend it on education and learn how to make money in the pest control business you know my the only thing that, that bothers me about this question Hal, is that don't put a limit on your marketing and education budget the question should be, you know, how can I learn the way to get the biggest return for my marketing? And if all you have is a thousand dollars, you know, you need to you need to know what to do to make that thousand dollars give you a thousand dollars in uh, uh, more than a thousand dollars return in profit. So, in other words, for every dollar you spend, two better come back. And and of course, we used to have have a saying that. Uh, if if I if I spend a dollar doing X and get two back, how many dollars should I spend? And the answer is you took too long to answer. The answer is don't look at budgets. Look at okay, what can what can I afford to do? And everybody can afford to go get books, marketing books, gorilla like you said, gorilla marketing. You can actually go to YouTube and listen to uh, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Uh, you need to go join uh, networking meetings. You need business cards. Business cards are fifty dollars to twenty to fifty dollars at vistaprint.com. You know, and you need to get out there and you need to formulate your unique selling proposition and get that marketing message of uniqueness to as many people so that the phone rings with paying customers. And then, as your business grows, never put a limit on your advertising uh, and marketing efforts. You, you know, one place. Never one place because if well, let's say you spend a thousand dollars on a flyer or something and you mail it out and you get no business, that money's gone forever. But if you take five off, if you go to YouTube and listen to Think and Go Rich tonight, it'll last you a lifetime, and that was free. So the answer is several places, but knowing where to spend it and how to spend it and where you can monitor and test what you spend and see what kind of return you get on your investment. Anyway, that's yes, read read. Scientific Marketing by Claude Hopkins. It was written in 1923, I think, and it's still almost like a Bible of 
current marketing. You know, it's like some things don't change. Water has always run downhill, and it always will. You know, gravity causes things to fall down and not up. So there's certain laws that never change. And Claude Hopkins figured a lot of those out about marketing and advertising. And that book is free too. Yeah. Uh, so search on your for scientific advertising by Claude Hopkins, and everywhere it says direct mail, substitute internet, and it still works to this day. People's psychologies have are are consistent. Uh, yeah. You know, technologies change. But how human response triggers are are forever. Now, what human, is, human brain hasn't changed, you know, in seventy five thousand years. So, uh, all right, what is the best marketing? Uh, the best marketing is direct response marketing. And if you don't know what that is, it's mar it different from brand marketing or or institution brand or institutional is called both versus direct response. What's the difference? Well, uh, brand marketing is designed to build an awareness in people's minds so that if someday down the road they want your product, they think of you. Uh, uh, Coca-Cola did that. You know, they've spent over a hundred years and hundreds of millions of dollars branding that little Coca-Cola emblem. Uh, and here's the best. Here's the best analogy I can give you and uh, the difference in brand marketing and direct response marketing. Direct response marketing is designed to get somebody to do a specific thing right now. And let's just say you were at a down here in, in Atlanta, you might be at the Braves game down here in the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Let's say there's, there's 40,000 people in that stadium and they're there for five hours. And uh, they're looking up at the sky off and on, and there's a blimp up there. And that blimp probably says Goodyear. And they look at that blimp, you know, off and on. They, they keep seeing it up there. Now, now, how many cars, automobiles, do you think are in that parking lot? If there's 40,000 people in there, there's a good chance there's probably 20,000 automobiles in the parking lot. And how many of those automobiles do you think need tires right now and there's a good bet that half of them do so let's just say you got 10,000 or 5,000 automobiles in the parking lot that need tires right now and they look up and they see this Goodyear blimp flashing around up there for five hours so how many people do you think might look over at their spouse and say honey I'm going out tomorrow morning and buy a set of tires uh, I, I, I don't think many because of that blimp. But now let's change what's written on that blimp. That's, now let's turn it into direct response marketing. Let's say instead of Goodyear, on the side of that blimp, it says, buy two tires, get two free, any Goodyear store ends noon tomorrow. Now how many people do you think are going to look over and say, honey, I'm going out tomorrow morning and buy a set of tires? Now I can guarantee you a lot more of them are going to buy tires than if they had just seen the word Goodyear because that message is designed to offer them the, what is the, the heart and soul of direct response marketing, which is a deal and a deadline. It's buy two tires, get two free, ends noon tomorrow. 
So a lot of those people in that stadium are going to show up before noon tomorrow in a Goodyear store, and they're going to get two free tires. And and you always have somebody that says, well, you can't make any money if you give away two free tires. You might not right there on the front end, but your job as a marketer is to get them in that store and treat them so well and blow them away with your service and build a relationship with them so that they come back and they buy your Goodyear tires for the rest of their lives. So that's the difference in brand marketing and direct response marketing. So if you're ever talking to a marketing guy anywhere and he says, oh, we'll brand you, we'll help you build a brand, you know, you just say thank you, I'll talk to you later because I want to find somebody that's going to teach me direct response marketing because you as a small business owner don't have the time nor the money to wait on brand marketing to start working for you. You need to offer deals and deadlines right now, seasonal deals, offers, and, and get those people flocking to you to get what they want right now. So that's my answer. What is the best marketing? Direct response marketing. Okay. Uh, for every dollar I spend in marketing, how much should I expect in return? Uh, here, this is a very general question, and uh, you should expect a profit. That's the best way I've looked at this question today and thought about it. And for every dollar I spend in marketing, how much should I expect to get in return? As much as you can, a profit. If you spend a dollar, if for every dollar you spend in marketing, you get back 95 cents, that's not a good deal. You're not for every volume. It's uh, so you should expect a profit. And, and it, I can't tell you, you know, generally in pest control, I know companies that generate a net profit every year of all across the board, net profit of 10%. So if they're doing a million dollars worth of business a year and they're paying themselves a good salary and they're paying everybody else a good salary at the end of the year, they should have $100 in the savings account. I mean, $100,000 in the savings account. I know people who generate a who are really money squeezers and really ruthless in managing their money who generate a 20% net profit. So they're doing a million dollars worth of business. They're paying themselves a good salary. They're taking care of everything. They're operating out of $800,000 and they put 200,000 a year in a savings account. So for every dollar you spend, you want to get back as much as you can in return and you need to make sure you're generating a profit and that profit is a there are a lot of ways to look at profit but how much should you expect in return you should expect a decent profit on what you're spending that's the best answer I can give you there uh, and this is a similar question uh, Mike what would be an acceptable sales percentage for door-to-door -door sales that's going to vary from company to company because your margins are different. Some people are, uh, you know, squeezing the money and they have a ton of money in the bank and a ton of money to play with, and others don't have much at all. Uh, they don't manage it well. And so that's going to be, that's going to be different, different for each one there, uh, what's an acceptable percentage. But I would say that... Uh, I have done some door-to-door -door sales, and and if I visit, a, if I can visit 
50 homes in an afternoon, if I can go knock on 50 doors in a morning and I get one good customer uh, that morning, I think I can turn that into a profit. Now, uh, uh, we have one thing that people fail to do is looking at the lifetime value of a customer. If they're selling quarterly pest control for $75 a quarter, that's $300 a year, and they get a new customer, some people have a tendency, believe it or not, to say, well, I, I went all, all morning uh, and I got a $75 customer. I made $75. But the national average right now in the year 2018 is somewhere around for, a, for a, the lifetime value of a customer. They're going to stay with you for about an average of 10 years, and they're going to spend an average of $5,000 with you. If you got them at $175 a quarter, that's $300 a year. For 10 years, that's $3,000 right there. And if you're doing if you're doing their termite uh, work and you have them under a termite service contract for $200 a year, that's another $2,000. That's $5,000 right there over the next 10 years. Plus, if you sell them uh, uh, a nuisance animal control service, uh, rodent work, insulation, uh, you can jack that on up. So customers are worth a lot more than what people think they are. So uh, plus, if you have a really good system in place and you work hard and diligently and you know that every customer you get over that 10-year period, you're going to get at least two more customers as referrals from that customer. You're committed to it. You got it worked out. They're going to give you two more customers. Now that's two more $5,000 customers. So really, when you got that one customer, when you look at the long-range uh, picture, that's worth $15,000 to you. So what would be an acceptable sales percentage from door-to-door -door sales? You know, if I could go out and spend all morning uh, knocking on doors and come up with, with, a, with a couple of good customers, I'm happy. If I got two a day, that's 10 a week. That's 40 customers in a month. Uh, that's over 400 customers in a year, all worth about $5,000 a piece. So uh, what would be an acceptable sales percentage? You take those numbers. I hope you're writing them down and making notes, and then you figure out what would be a good percentage for you. But one or two customers, that's uh, – if you're taking care of your customers and you nurture them and groom them and stroke them and blow them away with your service, they're going to stay with you for a long time. If you high-pressure sell and then don't deliver on your service and don't return phone calls and don't show up and have a bad attitude and you don't have time to get to them and you're late, for, you know, they're going, to, they're going to bail. And so all of your efforts are, are not going to measure up nearly as much as they would. Uh, if you maximize your efforts there. Well, here's what I heard, Hal. You're saying that if you got one customer in 50 calls, you knocked on 50 doors and you get one paying customer, that's a 2% conversion. That means that 2% of the people you made your marketing message to spent money with you. And, of course, one of the things that that's, it's all hinging on how good is your presentation when you cold call, when you're knocking on doors to door. If you can improve it, 
if you can if you can think about what's in it for the customer what if you improve your conversion rate to two out of fifty now you're up to four percent conversion what if you got up to three out of fifty you see it's all hinging on you sharpening your skills of presenting when you're doing something and as as really um, very uh, easy to procrastinate you know are you knocking on fifty dollars a day can you do it will you consistently do it will you see 400 people I used to have a coach um, that we did work with named uh, Chuck Reeves and Chuck had a company called 21 Associates and he used to say that it takes 21 no's to get a yes 21 he says he said most salespeople will not call on 21 leads in a row but he said from his experience if you make yourself enthusiastically call on 21 people door to door whatever it is however you do it telephone sales it doesn't matter if you can get one in 21 which is really one in 21 is four percent conversion so make your presentation so good so compelling so customer uh, uh, what do you call it you call it shock and awe customer service because it, you know all the sales and marketing in the world is no good if you don't follow up with really great service and and really focus on making your features and benefits of your service to the customer. So anyway, so the yeah, that's true. And also, Mike, you know, if you have something really good, direct response marketing uh, tools to leave with those people that don't hire you, and you come away, you say, well, I got one or two today. But if you've left a really good value proposition with those people they may save it they may become your customer a month from now or three months from now or six months from now or a year from now so leaving them with some something behind that's compelling and of of value uh will uh, will have some of those calling you up and you say well how did you hear about me well you came by my door last spring and you left me this uh this coupon you said i could use it any time and and we've got uh, ants in the kitchen now, and, and I'd like to redeem this coupon now. You just got another customer because of your direct response marketing tool that you left behind. How to sell to household prospects. I assume that's basically the same question, going door to door. Yeah, yeah that's that's homeowners. That's how to how to sell to household versus versus commercial prospects. I assume that's uh, the the context of this question, and it's the same thing having that powerful dynamic seductive irresistible message and offer to people that uh, uh that homeowners want you know what do they want they they want somebody to get there fast and get rid of the bugs now and they want to deal with somebody they can trust somebody they like they want a great guarantee they want to spend a fair price and not one penny more and they want to know that if they got a question uh, that somebody's a phone call away, and you've become their trusted advisor, their friend, their confidant, and you're protecting their home. And when they when they feel that, uh, they're going to call you if they have a problem. And that that there again, that's the information that goes on their website. When uh, you know, Mike, really, all your website is is an ad. It, just like a yellow page ad or a newspaper ad or a flyer or a magazine ad they're, they're just ads uh, you can you can do more with a website it's a more versatile ad but really all those things are 
all ads are are really a form of salesperson. So so you you get really good ads, really good messages, and those convert the people who look at your flyer or they get your direct piece in the mail or they visit your website or they watch your video or they see your billboard or they see your vehicle and what does it say to them? It says, this is who I am and this is why you need to call me if you have a problem. And, 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 and that's, that's how you get the household prospects. You know, the consistency of the value of your service has to be consistent on every way you reach human beings. And, of course, one of the things you need to do is you need to go out, uh, be a part of a, a networking group, uh, uh, have referral partners, uh, build new referral partners that you can refer business to them. Uh, you know, I, there's all kinds of related businesses that if you build relationships of trust, that they know that when they send a customer to you that you're going to take care of them, and you reciprocate by sending them uh, referrals. So referral marketing, you know, I love when people say, what do you do for marketing? Well, word of mouth works for us. Well, you know, word of mouth is wonderful, and there's nothing wrong with it. But, you know, the only way you're going to get word of mouth going is get out there and start talking to people and get that consistent message in every communication system possible. Thanks for listening to the Pest Control Marketing Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes and on your phones and in Stitcher on your Android. But more importantly, go to our website, pestcontrolmarketingpodcast.com, subscribe to our email list to always be notified of new episodes. You're never going to want to miss what we've got coming up next, and you never know what we're going to be able to do to help you with your pest control marketing.